This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, happy Monday to all. Absolutely. Caps fans, we've got an incredible episode for you, as always, this Monday. Um, the league has been aflame with some pretty ridiculous rumors, um, and we've got some movement uh, and, a couple, and one pretty important retiring announcement. But other than that, we've got four games to talk about for your very own Washington Capitals, and we'll, we'll definitely be doing that. So, Paulie, why don't we just uh, pop some tabs and get it going? Let's do it. One, two... Three. All right. So uh, Patrick Kane gets signed to the uh, Detroit Red Wings. I think that that's a. Uh, I mean, the Red Wings are in a playoff position here in the Atlantic, and it seems like, you know, I guess that's a good landing spot for him. Hopefully, he doesn't have the same problems that Backstrom does. I guess when it comes to uh, the injury with the hip, but. Uh, I, for Detroit, I guess it's a pretty good pickup. I don't really follow them a lot. I don't know, Paulie. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised by this. I don't think uh, – <clears throat> it's not where I would have expected him to go because uh, I feel like he's cup chasing at this point. But, um, you know, them being in a playoff spot, he obviously sees a lot of upside there. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know. I mean, it, he got a similar, if not the same, surgery that – Backstrom got so who knows what his longevity is and if he can even you know continue to play yeah I mean uh he's probably not feeling too great seeing how it's gone for Backstrom right um but I guess it and it, you know what's weird is that I'm not really and maybe it's just because I'm not a Kane fan I'm not like super following it but I felt like the press on Backstrom was just like Oh, it's over. You know, it's like all doom and gloom with Kane. It's like, oh, yeah, he just signed with the Detroit Red Wings. He's going to be like an instant success. Yeah, I guess that's the uh, Patrick Kane effect, right? The media does love him. I know. And it's sickening. So I don't know. Um, I I don't think a lot of people were expecting Detroit to be where he'd land. But, you know, I guess good for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Krejci retiring uh, announces his retirement with a lower body injury. He signed last year with the uh, Bruins for one more kind of run it back deal, you know, like a, a final hurrah. And I think that that's really what it became. Um, so I I remember Krejci being just like such a absolute fantasy stud, dude, like quietly killing it for the for the Bruins for years. Yeah, he was he was a solid like mid round, late round pickup you could get. Um, it's it's a shame to see him go. He's one of the last legends of that crew that uh, that was still playing. I bet. I mean, who's left? Marchand. Yeah, and, Marchand. and Bergeron is Bergeron even there? No, I think he retired. Yeah, yeah he retired because right. he's Cause not Marchand's the captain anymore. Captain. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like the Chara days, um, you know, uh, I think that that's definitely, you know, I think Pasternak and, and that kind of Charlie McAvoy who were young with these guys. and But I think that it's their team now for sure, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good luck to Krejci. Hopefully the lower body injury is heals up good and he can have, like, a pretty solid retired life. I'm sure he's going to be still involved in hockey. Um, I believe he's he's Czech, right? Yeah, that, that sounds correct. Yeah, so I'm sure there's lots to do back home for him too. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into the, the next big segment here um, – <laughs> A new piece of information came across my desk. Um, Delaware, the University of Delaware, will be the 45th NCAA Division I women's team starting in 25-26. Cool. So, yeah, women's game is adding another team. Both uh, men and women's D1 hockey are slowly adding teams every couple years. That's cool. It's good stuff. All right. Well, I guess we should talk about Corey Perry being on waivers for fucking Bedard's mom, allegedly, except that's been since washed out. Um, Instead, it was actually, according to the team, for the mistreatment of someone in the organization, maybe uh, Perry released a statement that he's seeking therapy for alcohol abuse and for some mental help. So, uh, yeah, that was just a wild week in news. Yeah, it was. Just so many ridiculous memes and, and rumors. Um, you know, he's he's going to clear waivers. Is that a is that a Caps pickup right there? Oh, I don't I don't know because he's he's not really playing because he went to get he's seeking help. But do I think he fits? <laughs> Do I think that Corey Perry would yeah. be good with the Washington Capitals? I don't know. I mean, maybe. We've, we've I, got... I think he has the potential to fit in pretty well. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't... <laughs> We're hesitant to say yes because of all the bullshit that has happened um, around this. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I bet he'd come cheap. I'll say that. Well, yeah, especially because he'll get paid since he cleared waivers, right? They have to buy him out? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, Corey Perry on the league minimum, there's worse things. That's true. That's true. So, who knows? Um, you know, uh, good job, Polly, for always looking for the potential in people. But, holy shit. I don't know. I mean, I th- do you think that this... So here's the thing, and here's what Thursday's segments are all going to be, all going to be about is, I mean, I'm going to bitch about Chicago Blackhawks just tight-lipped policy about things involving their players, and like I understand that maybe it's about, uh, you know, players' privacy and things like that, but why not just wait to announce it and have more details? Because they eventually come out and and give the details. It's almost like they want this media frenzy to happen. But I'll talk about all that on Thursday. Well, any press is good. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's really all we've got for league news. I think that uh, what we can do right now is pay some bills. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 for vi- or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com. Slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield register trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Paulie, why don't we uh, get into this very busy week the Washington Capitals have had uh, with the Washington Wraparound. Let's do it. Jesus fucking Christ, Polly, we're going to have to do something about your internet connection. You're about 30 seconds delayed. So Caps fans, sorry for that, but we're going to, we're going to rag this puck through it. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, are you sure 30 seconds isn't a bit dude? It's dramatic. fucking 30 fucking seconds. Like I'm literally all of the, all of the spaces that you're hearing are your delay. Like I'm hundred percent sure. It's about 30 seconds. If not, it feels like 30 seconds. <clears throat> but anyways, we'll get into the San Jose Sharks. You know, Paulie, we were talking about what what aspirations we had for this team at the beginning of the week. You know, Capstone, this is a big week. This is the time. You know, the last game of this week is where we were going to start taking the Washington Capitals seriously. And we knew that this was going to be a long test on the road. So, you know, I'll be honest, in my three-in-one guess or, or prediction, I had thought that the Washington Capitals were going to beat the San Jose Sharks. Unfortunately, that is not what happened. It was a two-to-one loss. Uh, we had Darcy Kemper in net. In the beginning of this game, they came out and said that our league worst power play was at a 6%. Polly, that's really shitty. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's about as bad as it can be, especially given the guys that we have. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, six percent is like, you know, I would I would think like a good power play is clipping at like twenty, and then really bad power plays are at like ten. Six percent is fucking abysmal. And to that end, OV yeah, ring post early on the power play and then a, set a up same. Yeah. Okay. This is the delay that we're talking about. All right. Anyways, OV ring post early on the power play and set up St. Thomas in front, but he couldn't redirect. Uh, 
I can't hate, hate that, that, that shit sucks. Um, but it's also really hard to do. And I'm sure that that's, that puck's coming off fast of OV stick. Uh, but again, you know, when we're looking at this through the lens of a 6% power play, that, that really hurts. Um, I think there was a later on a, a really crappy call by the refs, uh, in John. And, and that really just triggered John Carlson going full blown captain America with blocks and breaking up plays in his own zone. He saved the game, um, you know, for us early with a block on the, on the far side for Kemper. Um, Kemper did give a rebound goal up after a failed clear. So the Caps ended up being down one. Um, and that's how it was into the second. And the Caps power play continued to be really bad. I think we had around, th- it was like three to five chances this game and still could not capitalize the whole game. In fact, it was so bad that it moved the power play down to like a 5.6, 5.7% success rate with just this game. Um, I think Kuzi got a lucky one finally on on a uh, on a sh- on a rebound or on a weird rebound off of uh, the goalie there and, and hit a defenseman in front. Got in. Um, that's that would be the Caps' only goal. Really, kind of a lucky one. Kuzi coming off the bench and absolutely hammering one from the blue line. In the third, a questionable high stick on uh, on Faviari results in a rare failed kill and then we lost. I mean, that was really, this game kind of slogged back and forth for times, a two to one game against San Jose. If I were just to give you that information, you probably wouldn't think it was very exciting. And it wasn't. Um, it was also mired with disappointment as the caps really just couldn't help themselves as far as passing the worst season in NHL uh, history crown, the uh, perfect power play rang a million posts and that's, you know, hockey, but not good hockey. Good teams find a way. I think the Caps did not this night. Um, and, you know, I think uh, I think that's really just kind of the story of this game. I don't know. Paul, you have anything to add? No, I mean, I think it was just uh, typical how we say that if someone's going to break – their bad luck. It's against the Caps, and the Caps showed up and did it. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and you know, historically, there was so much more on the line because the Washington Capitals have the worst eight-win only season in the NHL in NHL history. The Washington Capitals could have absolutely helped just hand another L to San Jose so that they would have a better chance of having that being able to pass that that record down. And it does not happen. It's just very typical Washington Capitals stuff. Experience Washington Capitals hockey, if you will. Yeah. A microcosm for our existence. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, moving on. Disappointing loss. But the Washington Capitals go into L.A. two days later. And... Chucky's in that LA strikes first off a large bounce off the, off the backboards from a um, big point shot that went straight to Kalia for this goal. But after that, um, you know, the third line was buzzing this game. And honestly, the third line ends up being the heroes. I think of this game along with Chuck, uh, Chuck Lindgren there standing tall between the pipes. But in the third, um, third line, I'm sorry, was buzzing. Protus fed McMichael through the neutral zone and McMichael made a sweet pass to Mantha to even it up. Uh, 
the second fly flies by really uh, a lot of like no whistle play continuous play if you will and the caps do bend but they don't necessarily break against you know a, a super uh, per, uh, I'm sorry super uh, good LA team this year late in the second Mantha and McMichael reverse rolls though is is Mantha takes to the crease and the ensuing rebound is tapped in by McMichael out of midair and I think I tweeted that when this happened I knew that the Caps were going to close this one out yeah it's hard not to win when you're when your boys especially on the third line are making those kind of plays right now saying that the first and second line were okay uh the first line was borderline abysmal at some at some t- points. So it's really good to have this depth um, and to see the young guys show up. And Anthony Mantha back on his shit. You know, it seems like uh, this is a guy who's feeling himself at least in this stretch of the season. Let's hope that he can find that consistency and keep it going. Um, it looked like in the third, Kopitar was going to tie it up, but he was offsides by a mile. And a cheater, so the Caps finally won a coach's challenge. Uh, he was he was so off that if they didn't give it to the Caps, I would have written a very angry letter to the NHL. Like that, that's egregious, and and then we would know that somebody was out to get us. I, I think that would have been a time that truly warranted that type of action. Yeah, that's that's outrageous. He was he was way off, um, and then you know. Through the rest of the game, Lindgren stood on his head. The team played a tight defensive game in front of him, cleaning up most of the rebounds and ancillary chances. You know, this is this is good hockey, I thought. I thought that having a goalie like Lindgren who can either freeze those rebounds and catch them and, and, and kill the play is definitely better. But I thought, you know, not to say that while Kemper, we all know, has some rebound struggles. Um, the team around Charlie, when he did mess up cleared the puck very well i thought um i like the washington capitals defensively right now pretty pretty good i I like them a lot um it was a good win on the back of chucky and and scoring from the third line so uh mantha mcmichael and protus probably could have shared the first star or or the second star at least uh because i think the first one should have gone to lindgren yeah i mean just uh you only give out two stars to those four guys. We don't need right. a third star. Exactly. Exactly. So next game back to back with Anaheim. Uh, it happened to be St. Thomas's 700th game, which seems absolutely wild to me. 700 games for Tom Wilson already. It, I, I don't know. He just, he still seems like a, not a veteran. Yeah, I mean, especially because he's playing on the same team as Ovechkin, so it still feels like he's the young kid when Obi's out there. But um, it it really is mind blowing that he's closer to a thousand than not at this point. Yeah, crazy, and I'm sure he'll get to a thousand. He's probably he's got he's still got a lot of years left, and um, you know he's really hitting his prime right now, which he showed in this game. In the opening two minutes, Samantha, who is still with Prodos, uh, the, uh, you know, or sorry, in the opening two minutes, Samantha, who is still with Protoss and McMichael, works off a turnover in the offensive zone and goes straight to the net through the crease, uh, dangles Gibson and scores a backhand on a near impossible angle. 
like I said, Anthony Mantha absolutely feeling himself the past couple weeks, and, and we're loving it. After having that game where he scored two goals and then got hit in the face and then came back, um, <clears throat> you know, he's he's looked really good. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but maybe get maybe that two-goal game plus just getting hammered in the head really, really helped him out. Um, but 20 seconds, 22 seconds later, the Ducks, the Ducks get a gift on a failed clear that Jensen, you know, blocks. But Lanau uh, followed his rebound and blasted past Kemper. <laughs> then the Caps, who at this point were uh, a step behind the play, get absolutely undressed in their own zone, and Kemper can't control the rebound. Ex-Cap Brett Leeson bangs home the rebound, and, uh, you know, I, I always liked Leeson. I always thought that he was good for those type of goals. He's a huge dude, 226.5. Um, it was tough to see the Washington Capitals get really kind of turned around in their own zone. I don't think that's a that's been a rare play this this uh, season. But lo and behold, it happens here against the Ducks, and they're and a guy that they shipped out buries for him. Uh, the Caps are really going to need to wake up. They didn't want to get embarrassed. You know, it's the NHL. And the Washington Capitals really aren't designed to get into a track race with any NHL team, despite, you know, the Ducks not having a great season, being like out of playoff contention at this point. Um, you know, right now, obviously, things could happen later in the season. But, you know, Cups, the, the Ducks who are down, you know, they probably want us to be getting into a track meet just so that we can, you know, they can spread us out, find vulnerabilities. And, and I think that that's something that the Washington Capitals eventually did a really good job to avoid. Um, then St. Thomas took a penalty and the, and the Caps kill and out of the box, he steals the puck at the point and gets a breakaway for a five hole berry. And all is, all is right in the world. Again, we're tied up. St. Thomas has, you know, blessed us with a goal, immediate retribution for taking a penalty. And, uh, we love to see it near the very end of the first period though. The caps bury a power play goal again by St. Thomas, his wrath fully unleashed upon the flock of ducks as they will write in the scripture. Um, then the game slows down and some lazy play and a lucky bounce gets the ducks within one until St. Thomas blesses us with one more, um, another goal and, in his first NHL hat trick. So seconds later, Dowd tips in one, and that's how you get a six-goal first period. I mean, it was a insane game, uh, ultimately, and it all happened in the first. So when you see that, you know, when you're watching a game, you're like, okay, they're done. And for the most part, the Caps were pretty much done there. Um, it was a 5-4 to four win. The The Ducks do get a late one and, and kind of – Put them within striking distance, which is something that I'm sure coaching did not love to see. Uh, but ultimately, we stood strong and dug, picked ourselves up after getting hit a couple times, and and absolutely got a very good game or win against a team that I believe we should have won. And those are the things that you really like to see throughout a season. Um, so, all in all, uh, just a really good first kind of put us over the edge there. Um, and that's unfortunately where all the the wins lose or end. Paulie, I totally thought I was going to be able to gloat like a motherfucker on this, especially after San Jose dropped the first one. Um, ultimately, I had thought that the Caps were going to win their first three, and then on the first game that counted in this season uh, in Vegas, they would they would lose. <clears throat> what did you think with your two one and one guess? 
Uh, <clears throat> well, I as soon as they lost to San Jose, I knew that they weren't going to go three and one. Um, but I would have to say, going into the Vegas game, I, I had hope that maybe I could still be right and we'd lose there in OT. But I was not expecting a Vegas win, a win in Vegas. Yeah, Vegas has been incredibly good at home, and obviously, why wouldn't they be, dude? They have like a, an electric atmosphere. I think the people, the fans, get a really good show. Um, that's one thing that I think Vegas, you know, they they get it, they get the crowd going. That's for sure. And the home at home, they're they're just they've been excellent this season. So. After a bullshit first, uh, St. Thomas was called on a phantom slash that ended up with a Marchessault goal. Um, the Caps were, were in it through the first, I thought, but no no goals to show for it. Uh, a bouncing puck over Carlson Stick sent Eichel for a breakaway, which sucked. I mean, I would have loved to see John Carlson put a few more strides in, but whatever. He was pretty much beat dead to rights. And, um, you know, Eichel obviously is going to more often than not bury that. And he did right on Kemper. Then Eichel continued his bullshit with a sneaky pass to Mark Stone for a wide open net later in the game. Um, it was almost a twister pass in front The uh, that Mark Stone was able to put away short side. I think he, you know, Eichel did a really good job of really driving everybody's attention to where they thought he was going to be and then just kind of dropping off that puck for Mark Stone to bat in. Finally, with the goalie pulled early, Wilson buried, which was nice, but too little too late in the results column. I was with about three minutes left. And uh, and then Marcheseau buries a uh, empty netter. So really, the Washington Capitals lost this like three to one, though they were dominated in shots um it seemed like they were unable to you know (laughs) this has happened all season they were unable to penetrate the middle on a team that really was going to be as stingy as possible it's their house they weren't going to let you in there with ease and uh you know i thought thompson played really well in in net so uh combine all those things and and i don't think that it's controversial to say that vegas has a on paper better team Obviously, they've come to DC and we've we've destroyed them. But at home, they were a completely different animal. And uh, the Caps in this this long Western road trip, five hundred. Now, their first real game of the season was against Vegas, and it was not a great showing. That's definitely not something that you want to happen on Game One, where it actually matters, at least to us. Um, and uh, I guess that's that's but. Again, it's hockey, so I know that obviously this is the first game that matters, but looking at the full body of work, um, going out west, taking a bad beat in Edmonton, then taking a bad beat, or I mean with against Edmonton, then taking a bad beat in San Jose, and then turning it around, going back-to-back, winning that, the two hardest, you know, schedule-wise games that were there, and then going into powerhouse Vegas and losing 4-1, to one, um, not the best, so... We're going to need the Caps to pick it up a little bit as the season has finally started. Polly, what, what's your take on this week? Well, it uh, wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. There is still actually one game left in the road trip, Monday night at Arizona. Oh. So um, 
got a chance to, to come out of this road trip with a winning record and win the second game that actually matters. So I think winning that Arizona game, well, I mean, obviously it's not going to make or break the season. I think the Arizona game is a, a big opportunity to, to come out of this trip with, uh, you know, a positive attitude and something to look forward to. Yeah, no doubt. Um, three wins on the road trip would be good. You know, it's, it's tough. You're going across the whole country. Uh, it's the first road trip with Carberry and the cat and in this iteration of the caps. So I'm not uh, doom and gloom. That's for sure. I think that if we can follow this up with an Arizona win, a win in Arizona, then, you know, the caps are right back on track. Uh, last week we had said that the OV goals were going to be four for me and two from Polly. Polly, how many did he have? Zero. Yeah. So that's not good. We were both really wrong in, in the worst way possible. Yeah. I had said we'd yeah. go three and one. <laughs> Polly had said we're going to go two, one and one. We were both wrong. I guess Polly gets the win for, for the fucking overtime win. He's like one half game closer or whatever. Um, so all in all, though, I mean, Look, yeah. it's the first game of the season. The Washington Capitals are third right now in the Metro. They're in a in a playoff spot. That's not secure, but they still have a couple games in hand over most of the teams in the NHL, if not um, one to two, at least on every single other team. Um, you know, it's competitive, though. Philly's got 26 points, the same amount of points as we do. Tampa Bay's got 25 the fucking Penguins just won't go away. They have 24. And New Jersey, who we thought was going to be a lot higher than they are now, has 23 points. Montreal, 23. And Buffalo, 22. So really, the entire East is still up for grabs. Um, there's probably teams that I just mentioned that aren't going to go anywhere. But at the same time, uh, you know, one solid 10-game stretch could really turn things around for anybody in this conference. So... Caps are sitting okay right now, but we definitely would love to see since now, obviously, the 20-game prerequisite is over. Now the Washington Capitals are at least a real team in my eyes. And from now on, this, we're going to be as critical as we need to be when it comes to, you know, the performance of this team, I guess, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, we're um, we're gonna look at it like every game matters now, whereas right. up to this point, it's been we still have time. Yeah, yeah, and if you were to tell me that we would be in the third metro spot, I probably wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that maybe we're fighting for a wild card at this point in the season. So overall, my expectations are, have been beaten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think all the factors considered, the Capitals have overperformed to this point, and all we can hope for is that they just continue and or continue and more overperform. I don't think that's the right way to say it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> continue to overperform, and then hopefully, you know, find find some consistency where, like, you know this is the team. You know, I like defensively where we're at. I think that goaltending has some spots that could be ironed out. 
but we have the personnel there, so it's it's really just a deployment thing. And then, uh, you know, obviously, if we can ever get patches back, or if we can make a move to inject some some uh, life into the top six outside Tom Wilson, that would be amazing. Uh, so you know, we'll see. Kuznetsov was separated from Ovi this week. Spencer Carberry is not afraid to juggle lines and, and to mix things up. So uh, as of right now, I think that we've, we're playing a little bit on house money. We'd like to keep that house money and end up winners. So that's what I, I, I think that we're in agreement there. We need to just continue to play as well as possible. And, and next week we've got Arizona on the fourth. Three days later, we've got Dallas. Uh, at home and then the Rangers at home two days after that on the 7th and 9th respectively and then on the 10th a back-to-back going from home to Chicago to play in uh, to play in Chicago and see Bedard and his mom yeah and you know maybe we'll bring Corey with us (laughs) no no all right all right um Caps fans, so all right, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking Ov figures it out. He's getting two goals. Polly, what do you got? Uh, I think he's going to get one goal. Hopefully, when there's a goalie standing in the net. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, the record, I'm thinking we go three and one. Because I, I, and I'm, I'm being positive here. I'm, I'm being optimistic so i think three and one first real week in the real season Polly, what do you got i think they're gonna go two and two. Oh, a solid two and two all right so 500 again all right well caps fans let us know what you think in the comments um next week or on thursday we'll be talking about how chicago sucks at media relations uh really ex- exemplified by this past week in hockey news and Polly, what are you going to be uh, talking about? Connor Bedard in this whole situation. <laughs> All right, so it's a Bedard slash Corey Perry episode on Thursday. Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hope to hear or hope to see you on Thursday. Until then, Hockey Troll Polly Cupcakes signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Polly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.